0: Welcome to Drunk on Comics podcast, episode four hundred and seventy nine. Linz, thanks Hi. for showing up, and uh, of course, you're it f-
1: was raining ice when I came over, so why not go out?
0: Because <laughs> yes, that's the best time to. It always seems to happen too on our recording it nights does. that it's snowstorming, gets to be a snow apocalypse. It's
1: yeah, Michigan's the best. Yeah,
0: but it's like it just try. Something's trying to prevent us from right. getting our word out to the world.
1: <laughs> or, or they really want us to just learn how to do this over Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: that's true. They're like, "Go on, guys.
1: Figure it out. Yeah. It's been two years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but uh, we had another fun-filled episode.
1: Yeah. Thought it might be a little, a little wah-wah, but it turned out. Yeah. Yeah. Real proud of us. Go us. I think so.
0: So with that, uh, you're going to have to just stick around and find out what we talked about, grab a drink, and enjoy Drunk On Comics Podcast, episode 479, Send Dunes. Dang it, I mean nudes.
1: I know. I'm, like, super sleepy. We're going to... This is going to be a real bummer of an episode.
0: That's what you say. But then, even as tired as I can get, like, today is probably top for recording. <laughs> I always...
1: It just goes downhill for the rest of the week.
0: I always... Well, yes. That that will happen. But no, I when it comes to recording, though, there is just that... Energy that yeah. you get knowing the I want to get one of those on-air actual lights like they have like at professional like studios and okay. radios only because I feel like looking at that light would be like yeah I'm on now. <laughs> I was watching as I watched many YouTube videos, uh, Adam Savage uh, over at Tested, uh, he was talking about how there is a bit of. Needing to play for the camera because he was being interviewed by Kyle Hill, who also, if you know who he is, nope. science. They were here because science. Nope. He used to do that. He did a lot of nerdy, fun, like can adamantium and a lightsaber, okay. like with cut through adamantium and all that type of stuff. How dense is Wolverine and, and all that nerdy shit. And so, both, the, and Kyle Hill also did like a Mythbusters Jr. like thing. So, he's mm. a cool science person up okay. there. Okay. And they were just interviewing each other like when they do YouTube videos, who's your audience? Who do you imagine in your head? Right. And Adam said that it was his wife. And, you know, it seems to make sense. And Kyle just really didn't have a thing, but there is something there. And I started thinking about that when we're recording. Do you ever imagine talking to people or no, is it just.
1: No, I don't, actually. That's interesting. I assume people listen to us? They do. <laughs> but no, I don't ever think about it while recording.
0: See, I don't either, but I I do. It's in the back of my brain, but really as part like we've always made this show is it's our discussion of in this room and it's as if people were here just listening right. to us. Right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So For I
0: sure. do feel like there are always just people here just not really people here.
1: I wish those people would contact us on like Instagram, which is at Drunk on Comics, or Twitter. Don't do Twitter. None of us check Twitter anymore. Yeah,
0: Twitter's a cesspool as it is. Yeah,
1: Instagram or Facebook, or like email us at DrunkOnComics at gmail.com. Just let us know you're there. <laughs> it would be nice to hear from you. What? Well, I, I can, and then tell...
0: And tell us what you look like, and we can start imagining you.
1: <laughs> don't, don't do that.
0: Lynn's <laughs> um, wants some pics.
1: Nope. Don't say that. Uh, <laughs> you can, you can send me possible insults for Tony. Sometimes my well runs dry. I don't have any insults for you, so they can fill up that bank for me. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll read them on air. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, um, I was trying to just think of a random username but I can't even think of that (laughs) I was going to say Joe Blow says (laughs) Um, Well let's get into some comic reviews because we haven't done that in a while
1: Yes we have lots of very special episodes that we've been recording lately
0: So I'd like to start off with talk about the Marauders X-men book yeah and this is the last one before they get renumbered so Inferno number four came out last week I briefly mentioned it on the last podcast of like how it's it Hickman ended it but I didn't really talk about it I liked it uh, it surprised me in some ways it does set up some new tensions and what all's going on and again i'm trying to be really good to not spoil that because it was just a crescendo mm-hmm. but then i was like why is there one other book coming afterwards because originally in the back of the books, they kind of have that when it's releasing or oh, kind of yep. reading order the, the helpful reading which, list fucking god that yeah. that's there
1: it, it's yeah. necessary whenever
0: i'm done reading a book i have to be like what's the next one and then i'm gonna make sure that i put that one out to know at least that's the next one
1: yeah yeah from
0: there then i'll find out and then it sucks too when you get to that last one of what they have and then you're like shit the next one's a crap shoot which you know it they kind of do that so that you know what's happening about the same time mm-hmm. it doesn't matter always no you don't have to read all
1: not not for i mean it was helpful in events because you kind of had to read all of those
0: yeah so so the reason why marauders got moved afterwards is because there is a this did feel like an epilogue filled book there was a little bit of action but this is all stuff that's happening now and it pretty much was talking about why this group um is kind of breaking up or things are changing uh Emma Frost is no longer going to be the White Queen right now.
1: Okay. She's
0: so rescinded that. And Sebastian Shaw has also rescinded him being uh, the Black King as well. Okay. And we still have, which I don't remember if the Red Queen was ever something before this new iteration of X-Men, but...
1: I only ever heard of White and Black, right? Because Jean was...
0: Yeah. and But Kate yeah. Bishop, or not Kate Bishop, uh... Kate Pride is the Red, is the red yeah. Queen. And they each have their bishops uh, under them, their, yep. their necks in hand. So Sebastian uh, gave it to this woman named Lord, who I don't recall. This would have had have been back in the days when I wasn't Singer? really reading. Lord, Yeah.
1: <laughs> that would make a lot of sense.
0: I Yeah, I did not really know who this woman was, but that's who he gave it up. And then Emma gave up her seat to... Uh, the cuckoos.
1: Uh oh, they're gonna share.
0: Yep. So wow. So there's been a lot of things that have happened within the the recent books to end this run, and one of which the girls were dating some people. One of the girls was dating Cable, young the Cable. Yeah, and one of the girls was dating uh Kid Omega. Okay. And they had to break those dates. Well, also Kid. Uh, Cable went back to the future and so he's no longer here but um, they kind of broke up because they were exploring their individuality but as they are five and one they've come back to being that again so they can't have outdoor or love and this and that there was a cool prophecy that was done which this is kind of a spoiler alert with Destiny coming back that she was saying like two of you will find love three of you will be alone one of you will die and blah blah, but they're like, well, wait, which one? Who of us will find love? Wait, who's gonna die? And then destiny just kind of walked away. I was like, damn, that's a fucking oh, burn because it really is. she can what see the future.
1: Piece of shit.
0: Yeah, now it makes them. <laughs> but what they're doing for who's gonna be the the white queen? Uh, they're all wearing black except for one, okay. and whoever is wearing white that day gets the final say is the thing. I was like, that's interesting. That could be cool, how they go with the Hellfire Club. Um, And then you just see some of the other people. Uh, There was uh, a recent issue with Iceman, because he was part of this group as well, going omega level and, like, fighting kaiju-type... Oh, it was Fin Fang Foom. Okay. So he pretty much made himself a giant ice creature because he's an omega level, and he can kind of flex those mutant writing abilities to have him <laughs> <laughs> or the writers can. And so he's off fighting Frost Giants right now because why not? Um, like I said, it just had a couple different things, different people. Uh, um, Pyro and Bishop uh, getting stealing money from the young kids, the Verendi group. Do you remember them at all? Mm, no. They had a lot to do with Madripoor and everything. Okay. But, uh, and anyways... Yeah, this was just a bunch of epilogues, and I was kind of like, all right, I can't wait to see what goes into it, because again, there is a continuation from this whole series and everything, so mm-hmm. not everything has changed, but it seems like some things have, and uh, this was just a fun little book, and one of the things that I really enjoyed, though, is uh, remember Kate can't use the... The doors. The doors. Yeah and it starts off the book with her talking to forge and forge has always been working on it but she had mentioned to her of how it's kind of funny because you've always been able to break technology but now cohen technology has broken you or something and at the end of this book it fast forwards to you know present day or whatever because some of this happened the last couple days Reed richard's house someone's breaking in and and he goes, you're one of only three people that have ever gotten past my, you know, protocols and everything. And it's Kate. Mm. And she's asking him for help because she's just like, I want to use these gates. Like, I'm getting sick of having to travel around the world on a boat. Can you help me? And he goes, I'll do it in one, you know, you got to help me. Tell me what it is that Charles took out of my head. Mm. Do you remember that story no. or
1: I I So... Was was that early on?
0: It was midway through. It was when he had... I dropped
1: off for a little while off of it.
0: He was making a kind of a a anti, you know, take away your powers type device. Right. And they were like, no, you're not going to do that. And the only way to get... Because then you're going to always be curious about it. They, like, erased his mind to, like never be able to grasp what it is to make this machine. Mm. Because even if you promised, but he, you know, he had his kid who's a mutant and
1: right, who isn't
0: a mutant now and blah, blah, blah. And so I can only see though, this will cause, yeah. And he, that he knows that they took it.
1: Yeah. You got, I mean, you got to set up the next, the next plot line.
0: So remember when, right before we started, Recording and I kind of gasped and said, "Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, that's, that's what, what I were, yeah." Okay. I was like, "Yeah, Reed's gonna put the sh- smackdown on Krakoa." And
1: did you find? Did she find out why she can't go through the door no, she yet?
0: Still, no, she still doesn't. <laughs> it's just setting up more of a plot for the next, you know, iteration you think it has of has something but...
1: to do with her being able to phase?
0: That's what I mean. I feel like it's yeah. gotta do something with that,
1: right? Maybe she's not really a mutant.
0: But I, I'm also thinking though too, like maybe it would hurt. Krakoa, somehow. Yeah. Because how, she, if she goes through sentinels or all of them, the you know, right. sparks and everything. But she
1: can go onto the island.
0: Yeah, but she's not, I well, I guess, though, she can use computers as long as she doesn't phase through. But that's where I'm thinking, like, it's the phasing. Right. Somehow that would, like,
1: yeah.
0: fuck up mm. time and reality.
1: I that's uh, that's the one plot plot device that I would like to find the answer to eventually.
0: Well, I will let you know Thank because you. I'm
1: not going to keep too many books. But at least
0: now they're all starting over, so
1: oh, yeah, that's a benefit. I think it does not sound like one.
0: Well, Lins, what do you have?
1: Um. So I, because I, it, I feel like usually we have the opposite problem where we talk about a lot of Marvel, DC, and don't cover indie books. But I feel like I have the opposite problem, right? Where I only read indie books, and I hardly ever read Marvel or DC. So I I forced myself to read a Marvel book today. <laughs> and it was uh, Daredevil, Woman Without Fear, number one.
0: Did you read it because of the title?
1: Yes, I did. <laughs> they, they got me. <laughs> they got me with the female Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I mean... That's
0: what I... I legit was going to read this. Yeah. I just didn't have time, but it was totally because I'm like, what? Uh,
1: yeah, so unfortunately this this it's gonna be a, just a little three issue run within the ongoing Daredevil, I think. So Electric Nachos Electro <laughs> Nachos. I always <laughs> call her Electric Nachos, um is Daredevil. But so is Matt so i'm so i'm confused because this happened in previous issues so i don't know why she took up the mantle of daredevil
0: who? who, who he, i don't like peter parker he's spider-man miles morales he's spider-man Yeah, but
1: they're from different they're from different universes
0: so miles morales is in the 616 now
1: yeah, but the existence of both of them makes more sense because they came from different <laughs> yeah. universes. I'm just
0: trying to help. It's ex- like
1: when ha- It's like when Kate Bishop and and what's his name were running around both as Hawkeye. I guess. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> what's his name? Clint. Yeah, I like how I could remember her name and not his. Because
0: <laughs> um, she's Hawkeye now.
1: <laughs> she is. Um. So so if you are a person who were drawn to this book because of the title and haven't read Daredevil in a while it's gonna be confusing. Like there's things that have happened that are important to this story that I had no idea about. That being one of them uh, Wilson Fisk is the mayor of New York City now in this. Um, which I think he happened has been a, for while. a while. Um, and Matt's brother? Yep. I think you talked about it. Twin this. brother, yep. Yeah. It's pretending to be him right now.
0: Yeah, even then, because I, I started reading Devil Devil's Reign, I believe, and that's a six-part issue miniseries, and yeah, when that stuff was introduced, I was like, I... <laughs> Maybe? I really am at ground yeah. zero with a lot of Daredevil stuff.
1: Yeah, it's... He Daredevil I feel like is really great for like these super intense short story arcs. And but the long haul Daredevil is can get kind of boring. I mean, how much street level crime can you fight without using the same stories over and but over there's and over ninjas.
0: again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess. Um so anyway, this is Chip Zdarsky. I think he's been on Daredevil for a while now. Uh, and Raphael De La Tour, whose art is super cool. Um, the costume design for...
0: Lady Daredevil. Lady Daredevil,
1: I guess, yeah. She-devil. She's, she's badass looking. She's scarier than regular Daredevil, yeah. for sure. Um, ripe for cosplay. Oh my gosh. You're going to see so many Lady Daredevils at the next con you go to. (laughs) Um, I don't, like I said, I don't really know. It's hard for me to judge the story because there are so many things that I'm kind of catching up on. But um, I do like they kind of get into her backstory a little bit. Not the stuff you know, like her dad died and blah, you know, she was taught by stick. They get into that a little bit and then they kind of go past that where like she's in the hand and has been trained, but like her early days. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was pretty interesting. There's this chick that trained her that pops up. I assume her name is Aka cuz it's spelled A K A and I can't I can't imagine that they're calling her AKA in the book. <laughs> <laughs> So it's got to be Akka or Akka or something like that. Very disconcerting to read that without just saying A.K.A. Um, who is going to be a key to this story? And then randomly at the end, spoilers, 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 Craven shows up out of nowhere. So I don't know if there's prior history concerning that. Or if literally they're just like, and also Craven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I will read all three issues of this. It's not so disconcerting and confusing. I, mean, that I guess if
0: you don't really want to know all the ins and outs of these, you can just accept it as this, this little yeah. yes,
1: capsule. For sure. For sure. So um, maybe it'll make me want to read Daredevil going forward. We'll see. I don't know. Um, I don't always love when they make, like, female versions of the male characters, even as a woman. Like, I can accept that, like, just give me a character that's a a female. Like, do we need just a female version of things? (laughs) Um, but this seems temporary. And for a reason. So I, I'm, it feels okay. And her costume is really awesome. She's probably better at it than... Matt Murdock is. Yeah. She, she's a way better... I mean, she,
0: she's trained yeah. <laughs> far more than him, so... Yeah. Um, and you had another one that we both definitely yes. read.
1: I... That I really,
0: really liked.
1: I liked it as well. So we read Rain, number one. Uh, it's an image book. Story by Joe Hill.
0: And that's the reason why I grabbed it, because I've, lo- I've never really read his... Like books, mm-hmm. but I've read his comics, and I I love and it him and his dad both like they make good stories.
1: I said to Joshua after reading this, like, what is in the King Blood? Because they make up some real weird stuff, like not even fucked up, but just like. But this is
0: what happens in this was not something I thought.
1: No, who. What like why would somebody even conceive of that?
0: I'm not gonna lie though, even like a page or two before that, I was starting to get a little bit of like a what the what the fuck is this? Like Yeah. Not in a bad way, like the for me reading this, uh it starts off with a lot of like this is how this person dies, this and I was like, You got me interested. You know, that was this guy was the first. And actually, after things happened, I reread some of that to see and I'm like god that it says it verbatim Uh what happens without knowing what was going to happen and then it gets kind of like into a a cutesy like i thought love story and i'm just like i don't understand Uh. what this title means or what this is going to happen until the moment
1: do you remember when you watched up and they do the the relationship at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's literally the first five minutes of the movie. And then they stab you right in the heart by killing off the wife. Like, right at the beginning. That's kind of what I think was the attempt here to, to sh- set up this love story that was very touching. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a lesbian couple and um, one of them had just come out to her parents and they were super duper accepting. And um, and took the significant other under, you know, their purview because her parents were both dicks. Um, and just the way they talk about each other and the... this It's just... It's just so cute. Um, and then, whoop, it's gone. Right away. First issue.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really... Uh, again, you're seeing all these people that may or may not be around in this series. And you're and you're kind of wondering how, why, yeah. uh, when she's talking to the little boy, you know, and how he survived because he's got strep throat so he can't really go out in the sun yeah. and, and all these things. And I'm just like, what is it that's going to happen? And then that first storm cloud's coming in and that first raindrop. Mm. And I was kind of like, what was that? And then the next page where it's just...
1: Ugh. That's when it turns into a real Joe Hill sort of story. Yeah, it was so
0: like, <laughs> what the fuck? So, for anyone that uh, is curious to to look this up still, or if you're not, uh, it rains like metal needles, like crystal it, shards. Yeah, I was gonna say, I thought they were more uh, blast yeah, than cry- anything.
1: Crystal shards. So instead of instead of rain, it's literally just hard crystals, stabby. It would be like if the rain came down and turned into crystal midway. So it was just a long needle sort of like thing raining down.
0: With a sharp pointy end with that velocity. Cool. And and, and imagine all the raindrops that get you wet. That's a bajillion freaking little needles going into you. And just seeing the people... How they die? Ugh, it's it, awful. There's so at the
1: beginning of this book, they kind of set up what a nice day it is, mm-hmm. and then one of the panel, it's like a big landscape with the mountains and stuff in the background, and then on the side, there's just a bunch of small panels of things that are going on. There's like a wedding happening. There's giraffes. Yeah, all this stuff happening party. outside. Yes, and they come back to all of these scenes at the end to show people dead, the giraffes dead. And the haunting one was the wedding because the wife literally had hid under, like, the body of her new husband to save herself. And he was all fucking stabbed to death with crystal shards. Oh, my God.
0: Well, I just thought, like, you know, the final official duration of this was just over eight minutes. Yeah. And then more than 8,000 people just in Boulder alone. But this is... A phenomenon that is sweeping across the globe.
1: Yeah, and so my question on on how this is happening, like, clearly it didn't happen all at once everywhere. But, like, is it popping up randomly? Is it following, like, an actual weather pattern? Like, I can't wait to find sort of, like, the the causation. The next next issue, yeah. Yeah. So.
0: It was really, I I liked it. It Do you see
1: this taking a time jump?
0: Sometimes these
1: sort of post-apocalyptic events, or apocalyptic events, sort I, of, they, they set up the event, initial event, and then they do a time jump to, like, two years later to skip all of that sort of walkie-nud exposition.
0: <laughs> I, I, uh, no, only because I thought I saw that this is going to be just a, I think a small, you know, series. Yeah. Mini-series, so... I don't know if they'd have time to just do a time. I guess the next issue yet yeah, could be, but I don't know. I think it's gonna be right after the Aftermath, and it'll be more immediate. Well, who knows? I'm I'm there for it regardless.
1: Yeah. So if for for our listeners, if you don't want to read the comic book form, I guess it is a novella done by Joe Hill, and then it's just been adapted. Um. My internet stopped, so I can't tell you who by. Do you have it up?
0: So what? What? Who the publisher who, is for this?
1: No, it was so. I mean, there's an artist and a writer on it still, even though the story is by Joe.
0: Oh, uh, by David M. Boyer, and art by Zoe Thorogood Thorogood.
1: it's good art. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, so yeah, but it's it's interesting. You don't you don't see a lot of books turned into. I mean, you get them from time to time. Usually, they're done by the person who did it. So, not a lot of translations into the medium.
0: And just for me, rain, I was thinking it could be a flood. It could be, you know, melt people, not sharp dagger things. I know.
1: I actually, I did, I read the synopsis of it before I read it. Oh. So they do mention it in the, like, description of the book. You just took it on trust. Look at you. Quite the daredevil.
0: (laughs) There's certain writers, certain writers that I'm just like, yeah. And again, find out that he, he did write it but not the I like the adaptation, so Right. yeah. Good yep. to go from there. Um so something that I personally would find funny, I know Anthony would. Uh oh. I don't know if you would or oh, not. Great. It's,
1: I love conversations that start like I don't know if you'll like this or
0: <laughs> not. Well it's a Pokemon card, which oh, you're not okay. into. But no, did I'm you not. hear about Logan Paul? You know who Logan Paul oh, is, right? Yeah. So he lost three point five million on some scammed Pokemon cards.
1: Good. He deserves to lose that money. Well,
0: you'll be sad to hear he's gotten the money back from the Ugh. scammers. But that's a shitload of money. He it was is. buying an unboxed or unsealed uh original booster box that you know, first edition. So Okay. These cards can go for quite a pretty penny, I guess. But they drop like how comic books get different gradings. Mm-hmm. Which drop off from like a 10 which there's never a 10 uh, in comic book uh, grading that I've ever seen really but even 9.8s to 8s you can still get a pretty penny but I guess in the trading card world it's like farther steep uh, drop on things and so finding rare perfect cards is a huge money market and there's been other people that have gotten scammed by things but to have him get that box to find out that they're just G.I. Joe cards is kind of hilarious. Oh,
1: God. I hope somebody realized it was him and did it on purpose. And it wasn't an actual <laughs> scam. What a piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry. I have feelings about... Well, well yeah. It's kind of like, I don't
0: feel bad <laughs> that he lost the money.
1: No. He doesn't deserve that money. He needs to give it back.
0: Yeah. I give it to the scammers. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Who again, I hope we're just like, oh, I do actually have these cards, but fuck Logan Paul.
0: <laughs> you know what? I hate to say it, but I gotta say, fuck our sponsors, man.
1: Netflix? Netflix is raising, raising prices. prices. Yeah. How much are they raising them by?
0: Uh, I didn't
1: actually even see that. Piece. It,
0: it's. I don't know. Because oh,
1: they didn't announce what their new costs are going to be, or do you just? Well, no, I ready? don't know how
0: much they're raising because I don't know how much it costs now because I don't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's only it's only like a buck or two, I believe. Oh, Okay, but this is still. like the
1: third or fourth time they've done this. Yeah.
0: So there's the uh, the standard plan, which was thirteen ninety nine, is going to be fifteen forty nine. The basic, just one screen, uh, it's nine ninety nine from eight ninety nine, mm. and then the having four different logins and everything is nineteen ninety nine from seventeen ninety nine, so a wow. couple of bucks or two, but that's twenty bucks, man. I remember when it started off as like seven ninety nine. I
1: remember when it was just DVDs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I remember that too. But yeah. When you think about it, man. So. There's Netflix, mm-hmm. Disney Plus, yep, Amazon Prime, yep, Hulu, yep. HBO Max, yep. Apple TV's now got stuff on it, yep. Uh, there's Peacock mm-hmm. and Paramount Plus.
1: Yeah, plus you can do Stars and Cinemax. Yeah. and yeah, they,
0: and they yeah they have their own huh? premium stuff yep. too. There's a, a show that I've heard great things called Yellow Jacket on Showtime. That, like, I almost want to get Showtime for a month to watch the show. Right. And only that show.
1: Just that one show? Yes. You could probably buy the episodes from somewhere.
0: I don't know, but, like, 10, 15 bucks is probably cheaper than per episode. Maybe. Sometimes for a series. But regardless, I don't like this because it's getting to be too expensive to watch things.
1: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. It's still cheaper than cable. Yes. If Especially if you were going to get, like, a lot of these would be considered, if they were translated into channels, would be premium channels. Well, and we know HBO was. Yeah. So, your basic cable package is, like, what, $80, $90, maybe $100? it
0: has been forever since i paid I for cable, so I don't even know that know. it costs me, anymore. Me neither.
1: I would imagine it's probably around there, though. Um, unless you're getting, like, the super basic... It's still less than a hundred dollars, I think. If
0: Probably it's in there somewhere. Favorites. I will say this though, like
1: we didn't pay Defli- for Disney Plus for the first year. It was free through Verizon. Oh yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, there are cheaper ways to go. Like right now, HBO Max actually has twenty percent off for people, yeah. and that's where I found out that they have a, a cheaper version for that has ads, which. I assume as ads for their own shows?
1: Probably. Or, like, purchased ads.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that's true.
1: For like, cereal and deodorant and shit. I can't see like that, Like, on donut. YouTube. I was watching some cooking show on YouTube the other day, and they were sponsored by, like, Faye Yogurt. So, big companies are investing in buying ads during for these... Streaming services
0: I just uh I wish that Netflix if you're listening because I know you listen to us, stop canceling shows though, yes. but yeah. that goes to all places too, but yeah. Netflix I feel like They're lately bad. has had some hits that then they canceled mm-hmm. where normal TV places I kind of expect it sometimes, but right. uh, like why the last man. Oh, yeah. Because they have officially announced that it did not get picked up anywhere, so there is not going to be a season two, which I was hoping. I thought one of these streaming places would yeah. pick it up. Yeah. I don't...
1: I watched most of it. I don't... I mean, I wasn't particularly enthralled with it, but I didn't think it was bad.
0: Oh, I thought it was different, and it was awesome, yeah. and it would save me the time from York having... Yorick
1: is just a real unlikable character, at least at this point in the story. I don't think I've read the books very far, so I don't know if he gets better.
0: Well, now I have to read the books to, to know how it <laughs> ends because I was hoping clean sweep and watch the adaption and, yeah. and go from there, but yeah, I don't get to do that anymore.
1: No. Oh.
0: However, and, and I can't transition to a new thing, to an old thing in the mind that I'm thinking of is, have you seen, Someone's going to say, have you seen the trailer for the new... Uh, Will Smith show, yes, Bel Air, yes,
1: Bel Air, a serious readaptation of the 1990s sitcom. I feel weird about it. I think
0: it looks decent, it looks good,
1: it just feels weird. And I know they did it because someone made that super awesome, even grittier, I think. Fresh Prince of Bel Air sort of like fake trailer, and
0: yeah, and that got, was that, that got was, a
1: lot of views. And
0: that was really a different take and interesting. I find it though uh, hard to take a comedy and make it yeah. serious, or vice versa. Or it's I guess a little bit easier to take something serious because then it's parody. So then you're making fun of the seriousness.
1: There was a show on I can't remember what station it was on. But it basically followed that format where it was a sitcom and a serious show mixed together. So when, like, she was in the living room with her husband, it was a sitcom. She was not experiencing it as a sitcom, but everyone else was. And then when she would, like, go into a room by herself, it would turn into, like, a drama.
0: What the fuck? I think <laughs> you're making this up. No, no, no. That, that sounds so oh unique. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I would have... <laughs>
1: I wish I could remember the name of it.
0: I dream a genie.
1: No, I will figure it out and tell you. I'm not going to do it while we're sitting here because then you'll just have a big dead space in the middle of the podcast. But it feels it feels a bit like that, right? Where if you watch the original stuff ahead of time, you kind of get this like happy-go-lucky version of events when you know in reality the shit that they're dealing with is serious. Mm-hmm I mean, they would try and cover serious topics in the show, but you know, it's always surrounded by like canned laughter and and puns and stuff. So it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, there's like, I this is one of them where I feel like they didn't need to. Because Fresh Prince of Bel Air was just a perfect show. It really, it was good. But I do think that this is like not wrong as 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 far as saying like it's not. It's not a cash grab. I feel it's a it's a artistic endeavor to go this different route, and I would uh, allude it to almost the new Saved by the Bell, which you could also say yes. cash grab just for nostalgia purposes, but it is its own show, and it is actually a hell of good show. I the second season came out, I think a couple months ago, but I just now got around to watching it because partially I I didn't have access to Peacock, but now I do and with that, is watching that and MacGruber, and <laughs> MacGruber is awesome, but...
1: Is saved by, so I loved Saved by the Bell growing up, and I cannot bring myself to watch this new version of it. I'm just not in that mindset anymore. Um, if I go back and rewatch watch Saved by the Bell now, it, it's terrible.
0: It kind of is. <laughs> so... After seeing the Zach Morris' trash yeah, type uh, yeah. YouTube videos, you can't... But this show, I feel like, taps into the good fond memories but the whole new cast of kids though like it's very very is it more aware. comedy
1: than serious though or is it like because i know it's it's
0: oh not... it's it's comedy with uh taking on subject matters that no other okay uh, shows are actually really taken on which is what i really think is really cool about it Right. And you have the and then you have the ca- the old cast it. come in yeah. at, from time to time. But just like the Fuller House series too. Right. they that wasn't the focus of it. They're there. They show up for some scenes and then let yeah. the new cast kind of take off.
1: Right. I did watch the shit out of that. Okay. But that that show followed the same format as the original.
0: Yeah, this one does too.
1: It's multicam? It's mean? not it's not multicam no. sitcom, is it?
0: Well, no, it, well, yeah, it's got multiple, yeah. No,
1: no, so multi-cam are the ones on sets with yeah. the live studio audience. This doesn't, this is like a single cam following them through, like, the halls yeah, and stuff Yeah, but you have like multiple that.
0: cameras. Yeah, but, all right. Yes. I don't want to. Yes, it's not, yeah, it's not on a set like yes. Fuller House was. Right. Staying just in their house for the most part.
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: So, yeah, this follows them around. But anyways, uh, going back to the, the, um will smith uh bel air that also too yeah you used to just be in their house for a good majority of it
1: Mm -hmm. or or like the school they had a school set
0: pool table hall or something but this will it'll be interesting to see the dynamics of people walking around Mm -hmm. yeah more thematic i guess
1: yeah, I, um, I, I'm excited. The thing I think will be interesting is Uncle Phil. Because even in the sitcom, he would, they, he had some, the guy who played him was, like, a serious Shakespearean actor, so when they had his intense scenes, it was very intense. So it'll be interesting to see how intense this one gets. Kevin Can Go Fuck Himself is the show I'm talking about. Oh. It's on AMC. Okay. So you should look it up and check it out. Because it does that back and forth. I think I
0: have actually heard of that name just because of how unique it is to go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah. It's a real interesting show.
0: Show that I'm really looking forward to is Moon Knight.
1: Oh, yes, that's coming soon. Soon Soonish.
0: Soonish. The trailer is dropping today as of recording. Okay. But we can't watch it yet because it's being played at the sports ball. Later this evening,
1: uh, but the reason why it's debuting
0: today is because it's the first full moon.
1: Oh, that's smart.
0: So it's some good marketing. That's
1: some. That's just for the nerds out there. Yeah. The norms. The normies. <laughs> they're not gonna get that. No, they will not. It's just a little Easter egg for the nerds.
0: <laughs> um. So last uh, couple things I have to talk about. Uh, I guess we'll go with the why is this person talking, but Joss is... Oh, God. ...responding to things now. And I really don't know why. Like, he should have just kind of...
1: I feel betrayed by Joss Whedon.
0: Well, I do, too. Uh, He, one of the... The thing that really pissed me off with some of his remarks, because he really goes into Ray Fisher and just was like, That guy just sucks at acting and this and that, which, again, that could be true, but also the way you treat people, being a dick, it could also be true as well. Like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing really... At first, I kind of defended the story as well of Joss, because there wasn't a lot of other people saying things at the time. Mm -hmm. A lot of people kept it quiet because of Hollywood and everything. But now that the cat's out of the bag and everyone has come up with these stories of, like, no, he's really like this. This is true. You kind of got to be like, nope. Wash hands clean of that person, and he's kind of toxic. So he goes that uh, he was, uh, one of the accusations was that he threatens people and and everything. And that uh, Gail, Gail Godot, was it Godot or? Yeah. Godot, yeah. Godot. Yeah. Um, had had said that you know he threatened her her job and he goes you know english isn't her first language and i had you know annoyingly flowery in my speech of things it's like what did you say to make her think that you were going to fire her if she didn't do xyz like that's probably not flowery speech that's no. probably you being a dick yeah. and that just like in his apology it was like not an apology no
1: because he's a man but, <laughs> sorry. Hey, not,
0: not all men are terrible. Like, so Alan Tudyk had gone to his defense at first. Right. And also James Gunn, because this has recently come up too, also like, liked the tweet of it and everything. And then him trying to explain at the time, they both didn't know what was truly going on. So they saw something defending their friends. But when they really realized... Hey, we might not know the whole story. Right. Maybe I'm gonna take this post down and everything. You know what? That's actually a decent, I wouldn't say, excuse or you weren't you weren't
1: just going with the it's just it's getting backlash and changing your mind about your opinion, which can be good but also annoying.
0: Yeah. Well, but I, I really did not need to see uh, in my comic book news headlines.
1: Yeah, that he feels the need to defend himself by being an, even more of a complete asshole. Like, he made so many things that I love. Like, Buffy was He's around really, yeah. for so, like, so many people's lives revolved around that show. That show had the sort of fandom before, like, internet really got going. Like, that you get today. Like, the fandom is crazy. And fucking Firefly? Uh, mm.
0: Well it's just kinda of like Harry Potter too, like, you know, fuck JK, but yeah. You know what? You can you can appreciate art for what it is yeah. and not
1: Yeah, I know. You have to. You have to these days or you wouldn't be able to read or watch <laughs> <Yeah>. anything <laughs> or enjoy any albums.
0: Yep. So we all know that uh there is the secrecy behind the new Spider Man movie and the yep. other Spider Men coming on in and Andrew Garfield being... Oh, is this
1: about Emma Stone?
0: No, well, I mean, there's <laughs> lots of Emma Stone of was
1: pissed at him for yeah. not telling her. <laughs> no, this is about
0: the, the what, how it got out at first that he was being filmed or possibly uh, part of it. okay. And it all comes down to DoorDash. Mm. So he ordered, I don't know if it was DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever it is, but he ordered some food and... He was saying he was staying with some friends uh, where they were filming and uh, ordered food because it's COVID and didn't want to go out to places. And he even had his mask on when he went to the door to get it. But the person had said, hey, man, I need to see ID.
1: Oh, well, he should have ordered booze. And it,
0: well, <laughs> it, no. so this is the thing. Andrew was like, why do you have never been asked that before? He's like, just I got to make sure, you know, it's, it's you. And he goes, well, I'm the one that. Yes, I've been waiting for this food. I know what I ordered. Here, here. Look at the my guy, phone. The, You're on the guy, the guy said, well, you got booze in this. He's like, I didn't do that. So he ended up getting his buddy to go. But the person, because Andrew said it's not his name on the account either, which actually makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, Famous people should probably not be ordering no. that stuff and no, no. let people know where they live or where they're at. So this uh, Uber Eats person or whatever pretty much knew, though, somehow going into maybe there was a picture or something on there and was trying to get get it verified that it was Mm. him and then that person went off and onto the twitter sphere of like hey man he's down here he probably thinks i'm rude but i wonder what he's here for and then people started putting together of spider-man filming filming. which that's i mean that's a lot like because he could just be chilling and Hawaii, and if they're filming yeah, a movie,
1: You know, listen, this just sounds like there's a lot of people out there with way too much time on their That's hands. That's true. <laughs> to put that sort of investigative fucking power into figuring out why Andrew Garfield was there and connecting that to Spider Man, it, it makes the story makes me a little sad. Quite honestly, yeah,
0: I feel sad for him. I feel sad he for, him a too, of but for people us as and a
1: society as well.
0: Yeah. Uh. The last thing I want to bring up, because I find this to be pretty sweet. So we've talked about the X-Men 97 coming back to Disney+. Plus. There's going to be a comic book series of the same vein.
1: Okay, well, they've done that already. You never read X-Men 97 when they did it?
0: The comic books? Yeah. No? It's pretty good. Does it follow where that left off then? Or is it just set in that tone?
1: It, I believe the stuff that had happened in the in the show was canon to the comic okay. books, but it they were separate stories. Well, this is going
0: to be a little bit different than that because it's going to be a mini series coming from the mind of Jonathan Hickman, oh. where it's X Men '92. Okay. But they're taking what they just did with House of X, with that group of characters. And that's all that I know about it. That plus having to do the Roman numerals looking up of what XC2 <laughs> or II means, which is 92. And that's what the. It's X by 92, house of XCII. So it's house of 92 hmm. instead of house of X.
1: Okay. So basically it's the same story, just with characters from
0: 1992 instead?
1: It's, yes. What's going well, on with Jonathan? This, he always does this. When he was doing God's Not Dead, I fucking loved that book. And then it went real crazy when he was almost done with it.
0: <laughs> well, luckily this is only going to be a miniseries. Right. And it's going to be out of 616 continuity, obviously. Oh, right. But I'm curious enough to read it. I, I am too. I'm because not going to I've loved everything that's happened with the House of X and everything. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how this other... World fairs with Mutant Gates and, and all that.
1: Yeah. Weird. Did you watch um, episode three of Boba Fett?
0: Yes. What
1: did you think about his new little biker gang?
0: I thought it was kind of cool.
1: I Yeah. It, they feel out of place to me on Tatooine. They're very clean and shiny, which seems odd. But... It'll be interesting to see where that goes.
0: I thought it was interesting. Yeah, him hiring them felt natural. Right. And then having his own thug ruffians there. Mm -hmm. I had friends that were complaining about the chase scene. I was like, I didn't mind it. And in fact, I liked it. It's very Star Warsian. Yeah, well, like, they showed off some hella good practical effects. Because not all that chase scene was just CGI. Right. There are some things where... They had to do a jump on something and sure they could digitally take out like if it was a motorcycle wheels or anything. but I thought that looked kind of cool, especially for a TV show budget. although when we're looking at these type of shows, what is yeah, a TV show budget right. anymore when you spend I'm whatever
1: super pumped that Robert Rodriguez is on this show because now Danny Trejo is in Star Wars and I fucking love it. <laughs>
0: I do too, mainly because man, that guy. Oh, his story. He's
1: amazing. I have his um biography at home. I haven't read it yet, but when he rolled up with the Rancor, I was like <laughs> fuck yes. Oh I keep saying,
0: Is that Danny I can't... Yeah. Yes it is.
1: God bless Robert Rodriguez. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. I still haven't seen Peacemaker yet.
1: Oh, I wish we could talk about it because I enjoyed it so so much.
0: I've just been told I just need to watch the opening credits.
1: I mean, yeah, it's weird, handball-y sort of <laughs> stuff, but the the it's such a well-written show in a way that a lot of DC stuff isn't. Um, so I enjoyed it a lot. It's very much in the vein of, I would say, like, Doom Patrol. Okay. But in the James Gunn way. Yeah. Obviously. So... Yeah, Peacemaker's dad, he's in this show, he's a real piece of shit. <laughs> that's all I'll say.
0: Good to know. <laughs> um, who's in the book this week is The Scorched. And does that give you a hint of what it might be?
1: Absolutely not. Spyro the dragon?
0: No, but that's actually probably a good guess <laughs> in what I would think of. No, this has to do with Spawn. Okay. So the Scorched... It,
1: the funny thing is, is you told me it was a Spawn book before we even started this <laughs> podcast, and I comp- I was like, Transformers? What did he say? <laughs> um, The
0: the name the Scorched is what they later come up to call themselves, but this has Gunslinger Spawn, Medieval Spawn, One of the Redeemers, because they didn't say who, and She-Spawn. She-Spawn? Yes. So when you were talking about Daredevil <laughs> earlier... and. Why do they just make women <laughs> these characters? That do things? She spawn. It's very much
1: like I mean, it's just She Hulk, She Spawn. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a woman.
1: Is that what they call her? Is she Spawn? Yeah. Fuck man, but they do call everything else medieval Spawn. Yeah, they well they just
0: they, well they don't say Spawn them. They're like, is where's medieval or where's gunslinger? Yeah. Which I'm just like, they got real names, people. Like right. you could call them by their name, but <laughs> you all know you're all. Oh, sp- we're speaking in code words, <laughs> right? so uh it was an interesting book uh this is actually something i've been kind of looking forward to in the spawn universe is a kind of team up book and obviously at the end it's like this is where they began and also they're unraveling so who knows where the story's going to go a betrayal or this or that but there's so many different spawns this seems like it's going to be a book that kind of pull them together because on the individuals they're in excellent books, but there's so many of them. Yeah. I just want to have them all in one book so I can be like, I kinda know about that character a little bit more, but
1: just for the nerd knowledge of it all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I I enjoyed it and I'll definitely keep reading this. But again, I say it with a lot of Spawn books, but oh, I just God, always it's
1: just so hard sometimes. <laughs> well they are dense. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: in everything. In the details of the art, whoever's drawing these to just yeah, they bring up stuff that the lore, it's just too much, but awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so with it being scorched, I was trying to think of something that would be a good flavor to to drink with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so came up with uh, Rochester Mills Toasted Marshmallow Milkshake Stout. Yes.
1: The best scorched food on the planet is a burnt marshmallow mm-hmm. for real. In a beer.
0: Mm. Yeah, Spawn could just hold a marshmallow in his hand and then just <gasps> light it on fire. And just... Spawn's my
1: new best friend.
0: <laughs> Come here, marshmallow flamer guy.
1: Where's my marshmallow maker? <laughs> Come here, little marshmallow maker.
0: <laughs> Spawn with the little stay puff marshmallow things. <laughs> Perfect pair. How do we have yeah. any graham cracker chocolate? Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sure there's somebody out there who can figure it out. Uh, you uh, French was it French toast man? I mean we had Butter kind, toast we had kind of oh yeah. Who is that? Powdered from? toast. Powdered toast yeah. man, thank you.
0: <laughs> oh, well, that's all I got this week.
1: Me too. We made it without falling asleep.
0: Actually, you know what? I completely forgot about being tired, though.
1: <laughs> Not me. I'm still tired.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, I at least enjoyed your company. Well, enough I enjoyed to get myself, rejuvenated. too.
1: This, they're mutually exclusive feelings.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, at least I didn't put you further to sleep.
1: That's Yes, that's true. Very okay. good.
0: And that's at least half the battle. It is. G.I. Joe, like those cars that Logan Paul got. <laughs> Uh, stay thirsty for more news and fun from Drunk On Comics. Email me. Picks.
1: <laughs> Not of dicks.